The Spanish Announce Table. The Spanish Announce Table is back. Uh, we'll get into all of that, of course. Uh, uh, but we're well-rested-ish, maybe not. Again, we'll get more into that. But what? We want to kick it off with wrestling, right? Wrestling right away for your listening pleasure. And, Tom, this is something we don't typically talk about. NXT UK had a takeover, and they had what you called one of your maybe best matches of all time, huh? Yeah, so this match, and we'll get right to it because, like we mentioned, we don't really cover NXT UK that much, so we're not going to you know, smoke and mirrors and pretend that we knew who the new t- tag team champions were going to be or any of that stuff. But let's get right to the meat and potatoes of this event. It's the main event, Walter defending his WWE UK title against former champion Tyler Bate. And good Christ, was that match amazing. 40-plus minutes, top five match of all time. I haven't got this excited about a match since Nakamura versus Sami Zayn from uh, NXT TakeOver in Dallas uh, the night before WrestleMania, whatever it was. And it was such a great match. Just... Walter, the leader of Imperium, uh, coming out to this song. Look at this. This badass comes out to this. A badass that will beat your head in is walking out to some Ninth Symphony classical music. How crazy was that? And then Tyler Bate, the mustache mountain master. It was just such a spectacular match from bell to bell. I couldn't be more thrilled that I got to watch this live. Uh, it was the start of a fantastic day of television viewing for me. Uh, absolutely was just taken back. I've been telling you, uh, Anthony, anyone that'll listen, the podcast listeners here on uh, Spanish Announce Table, if you haven't seen this match, you must see it if you call yourself a wrestling fan. Spectacular. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Early, uh, or I guess not early because we're getting towards the end of the year, but match of the year for me for sure. Uh, going into my top of all time. I don't know where I'm going to rank it, you know, because of, um, you know, how recent it happened i don't want to have a recency bias but fantastic match tim did you see this match uh, full disclosure i've seen about half of this match because you kept oh, jamming it you, i would try to talk about something else and you'd be like have you seen walter versus bait yet like it's you would, so it was good so, yeah and so i finally started to watch some of it but just like that was before work this morning had to go to work and literally haven't got back to it but i see what you're saying storytelling from it's the, the very storytelling beginning. It's a story. It's a classic storytelling of a Shawn Michaels versus Diesel from the mid '90s. You know, fast forward with the evolution of athleticism in 2019. You know, Walter's going off the top rope doing a frog splash. You got Tyler Bate doing a German suplex to a guy almost a hundred pounds heavier than him. And then the crowd. A crowd can make a match. And this match standalone. You know, if it was in an empty arena, would have been fantastic. But that match. Uh, was just taken to new levels with how enthused and uh, and, and uh, engaged the audience was with the match. You know, there was Tyler, Tyler Bate, Tyler, Tyler Bate. Uh, there was that, and then the big, strong boy, uh, and then the boos, and then just the hisses, and, and just vile name-calling towards Walter. Everyone played their part great. It was 
oh, it was just fantastic. I cannot again say uh, there's not enough top shelf compliments I can give this match. I just thought it was the bee's knees, as the kids say, mm-hmm. uh, and really, really uh, enjoyed everything about that mm-hmm. match. Yeah. The kids say that. Yep. You know what actually kids say? Uh, this this is how stupid and out of touch I am with reality. Uh, there was an old song that was playing at work, and a younger uh, co-worker of mine, about 10 years younger than me, uh, was like, man, this song still slaps. And I was <laughs> like, what in the fuck does that mean? I slaps? Know. I'll slap you. Anyhow, that's a side note. Uh, <laughs> this match slaps. Uh, let's get back on track here. It was spectacular. Walter is the coolest fucking guy in the world. I do not want to get chopped by him, but I want to hang out with him. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Um, what I did notice about the event, too, because I watched some of the um, of the rest of the event, just kind of brief, you know, fast forward a little bit here and there, just kind of get a feel for it, uh, is that crowd interaction uh, is just kind of the, dare I say, more realistic nature of it. You know, if if that's the term I can use in the pro wrestling world, um, mm-hmm. it, it just felt, I don't know, maybe more old school. Maybe it's old school. I don't know. That British strong style, just the way they told the stories, it just felt like this was more of a, like I was in a pub and we were fighting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you get what I'm saying well, here? Of course. And, and to even further my point personally of why I like this match more than, you know, uh, the uh, ladder match from uh, All Out is that my personal preference in 2019 as we uh, go into 2020 is I prefer the British strong style to the luchador or to the gimmicky, fr- you know, funny matches of Orange Cassidy, which is fine. But if, if I'm going to watch a wrestling match, I want to see Walter and Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn and those bruising, you know, the bruiser weight Pete Dunn, that kind of style is what I enjoy watching for pro wrestling. Ditto. So again, pro wrestling is big enough for all of us to live in, right? You can watch your, your young bucks, you no, know, you hold each other up and do nope. their stupid high spots. Mm-hmm. But for nope. me, I want smacks. I want chops. I want punches. I want headbutts. I want suplexes. I want a occasional dive. Occasional dive isn't bad, right? We we're evolved. Yeah, well, we're not, of course. You know, only doing you know uh, headlocks and uh, rest holds here, but yes, British yeah. strong style to me is my favorite. I disagree with you on one thing. I think I'm going to make a uh, Spanish announced table decree, uh, executive order that uh, the Young Bucks, you can't watch them anymore. Hey, I'm okay with it. Look, that tag match that they had with the Lucha Bros, insane, incredible. There were some spots I did kind of checked out of, but like the Canadian destroyer off the ladder through a table. I mean, come on, that's insane. Even yeah. though I, I dislike them uh, from everything yeah. I've seen from an outsider's perspective, you got to respect that. Yeah. But again, going back to this match, because yeah. I don't want to get off track. This was wrestling for me. T-Mac, Thomas, Tim and Tom, Spanish Down Sable, whatever you want to call it. That is my brand of wrestling. And that was done on a top shelf, you know, $60 drink special uh, for me. I loved it. It was great. The Spanish announce table. All right. We were treated uh, again. This was a big wrestling weekend with the NXT UK. And then we've got all out. And this is what third, fourth time. Now we're seeing this AEW. even if you're, if we're counting all in and I, I, Personally, actually, I 
didn't really watch most of it because I'm I'm kind of waiting for the stories to begin to really get into it. You know, I'm kind of like, all right, this is fun, you know, until I start seeing a regular week by week show. But uh, the, the highlight of this whole weekend has become for me that Chris Jericho wins the first ever All Elite Wrestling World Championship, right? Whatever they call it, World Heavyweight, World Championship, whatever you're going to call it, right? AW Championship. Uh, forgive me for the details. We don't fact check. But he wins it and then immediately loses the fucking thing, right? And we're talking... At a Longhorn Steakhouse. At a Longhorn Steakhouse. There's a limo involved. There's a driver. There's an airport. There's some bags switched. There's the cops saying they've got it. And then, whoops, uh, maybe not. And then and then it was found on a roadside. What is going on here? As far as that, I uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is a work because Jericho was quick to do a promo and everyone seemed to retweet it. So that kind of gives you the illusion that uh, maybe this was a work. Um, but, you know, cops, I don't think, are going to be doing these extra work kind of stuff on a whim because, you know, they have nothing to do. Uh, so that also makes me think that maybe this was real. That uh, that aside, uh, I thought All Out was really done well. Now, let me give you a, a rundown of what my Saturday was like, and we'll get into my week and your week later. But uh, to give you the uh, to paint the picture of how I enjoyed All Out, uh, my Saturday started with UFC China. Uh, it was happening live at one o'clock in the morning in Central Standard Time, uh, the the one true time zone. Uh, but I watched it when I woke up, so I watched UFC China. Right. Went right into the UFC China to WWE uh, NXT UK, right? Went in from that uh, to Lomachenko versus Campbell from London. Lomachenko, Vasily Lomachenko, if you don't know who that is, uh, the best boxer in the world. His footwork is mesmerizing. Uh, a very good fight from Campbell. Uh, watched a decision fight that I loved watching. Old school boxing, great. Then I went into some college football. Watched some Nebraska, watched some Missouri. That aside, it was still fun. Then I went into all elite wrestlings all out. So I was a little TV exhausted, right? And they did a spectacular job. I liked most of everything I saw. Again, as we mentioned, for me, the the luchador style of let's hold hands. I'm a smacky on the chest and we're going to run up some ropes and then nah, kind of checking out, right? Uh, but I thought the Pac and Kenny Omega match, spectacular, really good. As I mentioned, even though I don't like their interviews and from an outsider's perspective, the Young Bucks, I'd like to, you know, push them away from me. Uh, that, that match was spectacular as well. Uh, Cody and Sean Spears, I thought was great. How awesome was Tully Blanchard uh, in that spot? Hasn't been hasn't been seen in twenty plus years out here, you know, doing spots with MJF, who also held his own. Uh, so I thought, you know, top to bottom, everything was fun. Uh, Pac getting the win over a Kenny Omega, uh, or I shouldn't say a Kenny Omega, the Kenny Omega, uh, was really interesting. Uh, and now we're all leading this to October 2nd, my birthday, as they treat me to their debut on TNT for my birthday. Uh, thank you, All Elite Wrestling. Um, I'm interested, right? Uh, my low-key favorite moment of the night, though. So the Jericho thing is, yes, hilarious. And Tim, like you said, I thought that was... What the hell? Because it's one thing if you had the belt for <laughs> right. a year and you're yeah. like, hey, man, shit happens, right? 365 days, something's bound to happen. But it was less than 24 hours. 
Like Jesus Christ, man. They said uh, this thing costs like almost $30,000 to me. <laughs> and you lost it, you know, in less time than it takes to probably, you know, get to the next town. Um, but, uh, Hangman Adam Page came to the ring on a horse. Do you know what that horse's name was? No. Hunter Horse Helmsley. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. That right? Like, great. we're always trying to say, like, you know, it's not a competition, as CM Punk said. I even watched that, the CM Punk Q&A. I, I saw some uh, saw some highlights of that. Didn't get to, like, I didn't order it, but, you know, all the dirt sheets and stuff, posting videos. Uh, you know, but he and others are saying, like, we don't, it's not a competition. But, hey, this is capitalism, society, you know, capitalism at its best in pro wrestling. So they're trying to, you know, take the other dollar from the other person. So I like the little Hunter Horse Helmsley. Well, you punch I that up. Was we, yeah. They always said that on the on the Bruce uh, podcast. What am, I, what, what am I talking about? Something to wrestle with, right? Yeah. Um, he always says, "Yeah, when you're the when you're the number two, you will always take the pot shots. You've right. got to, right? But when yeah, you're number so, one, you look the other way." <laughs> yeah. So low key, I thought that was one of the funnier moments. Uh, there's obviously things that they're working on, right? The the production, they're missing some shots. Uh, the uh, women's uh, battle royal. Uh, there was things where it was like, obviously, you know, Brady had a stunner there and you're showing me Nyla Rose sitting in the corner. Like there's some things that they're missing, but Hey, right. Four shows. Look at WWE. They've been doing this, you know, Kevin Dunn's been doing it for 30 years. So you, you got to cut him a little bit of slack. Uh, but I am, I'm looking forward to, uh, October 2nd, not only because it's my birthday, because of all elite wrestling's debut on TNT. Um, they made a fan out of me. Uh, I was a little skeptical going into it. I didn't know if this was going to be Jeff Jarrett GFW or if this was going to be the next WCW. Seems like it's going more so the WCW route. Uh, and, and right now, uh, count me patient or positive and patient. Yeah, my thing will be um, how does it come off? I keep hearing that they're not going to have writers and they're just going to do these segments. And I'm like, well, we saw how WCW got when the inmates were running the asylum, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's my worry is how, if it starts to come off as disjointed and not easy to understand, you're going to lose the the casual average fan. You just will. So the part that gets me a little uh, nervous is actually for, I think their number one overall star. And that's Cody. Cause if you look at the four shows, he's told four really good stories and we haven't even hit TV. It's like, how many more stories can you get? Right. So we did the all in when he won the NWA championship from um, Nick Aldis. Right. Then we go into the brother versus brother thing. And then the hug at the end. Then we go into the brothers unite versus the young bucks. And then we go into the best friend betrayed him. It's like, those are four really good stories. And man, you haven't even hit TV. So what's the next story going to be now? Hey, you're hitting doubles and triples. So I'm, I'm interested, but also, you know, pace yourself. We still have a whole calendar year to get through, you know? I do know. And that's kind of, I don't know. This is where I'm at with all out or AEW now. I'm like, okay, I, you know, I can see that these storylines could be fun. Um, you know what I mean? There's history. They're involving legends and stuff. And there seems to be a lot of backing. So let's just get started is kind of where I'm at. And that's, you know what I mean? I kind of almost don't want to see anything until the shows start, I guess, if that's weird for me. Yeah, right? no, I mean? that makes sense. Let's just get it moving. But, yes, I do agree. Um, the spots I saw, the Tullys, the Arns, right, the 
yeah, the Jericho. Uh, gosh, he's. If we can just talk about him, though, even in losing something and being the butt of jokes and being one of the biggest embarrassing things that happened in his career, he still plays it off better than so many people can, right? I mean, the longevity of oh. this guy to just be a top, yeah. top of the line talent is amazing. Yeah. Uh, the only thing to me is let's get him some rest. It looks like he hasn't slept in six months. He needs, you know, to take some time off from uh, Fozzie or do something because he's looking like he's aged 10 years in the last, you know, two days. And so that was my only thing is just, Hey, love what he's doing. The promo where he's wearing the scarf in the hot tub, I thought was hilarious. Uh, but man, let's not run you into the, into the ground too soon, because I still think you got some fun storytelling to, to, to give us the Spanish announce table. Now let's get into my favorite topic, me. So <laughs> Spanish announce table fans, uh, right. last week we uh, didn't do a live episode or a new episode, I should say, because uh, I was uh, celebrating my fiance's uh, birthday, took her out for a nice dinner. Uh, obviously, Tim, you have the comedy show on other nights. So uh, Wednesday nights are really the only nights we have the chance to record. And, uh, and before that, so that was fantastic. But before that, I got into some fun bachelor party activity. So let me uh, recap what I did. So uh, I went to Livonia, Michigan, which is basically Detroit, uh, Detroit, Michigan, uh, two weeks ago. I left on a Friday night, was treated, uh, went with Anthony, my best man, who was wrestling next night on Saturday uh, for an involved contract against Karam, who, if you haven't seen Karam, Google him. He's massive. He's scary. Uh, behind the curtain, he's a sweetheart, great guy. But uh, we got out there Friday night to Detroit. Uh, was treated to a nice steak dinner from uh, some friends that we have that live out there. Uh, fantastic meal. And then obviously called it an early night because Anthony was a little nervous about the big match, right? If he impresses Gabe and the Evolve uh, you know, higher ups, he can get a contract. So we're not going to go too crazy because we don't want to ruin that opportunity. So had a fantastic, it was like a hundred dollar steak. I'm not even kidding you. I had a 22 ounce porterhouse. It was magnificent. So, uh, that was my Friday night. So then the Saturday we, uh, wake up and again, this, uh, the friends that we have out there, they're well connected. So we get a great workout in, uh, at this place called Equinox, which, uh, it's like an upscale 24 hour fitness. If those are still around, you know what I'm saying? So it's a more personalized, uh, higher end, uh, gym, got a personal workout there, got to hit some pads, which was the first time I got to, uh, throw some punches, uh, since my neck injury felt good doing that. Then again, we went to lunch, was treated to an amazing, uh, brunch lunch, uh, special, uh, at this awesome restaurant in Detroit. Uh, and then we got to the venue and then the venue was kind of a hole in the wall. I wouldn't say it's, you know, an upscale, uh, you know, spectacular venue, but it had some character and it had some grit and, you know, evolve has been there before. So they had their evolve faithfuls there, but we got there way before bell time. Uh, we got there around two o'clock, uh, matches didn't start till eight, although there was a shine event before that. Uh, so really action didn't start till about six. So we got there at two. First thing we do, our Uber drops us off, uh, get out of the Uber. Uh, Anthony grabs his gear to get ready for his match. You know, 
uh, get out of the car, turn away from the car, turn to the venue, and guess who greets me? Um, who greets you as you turn around? It had to be, um, bro. Uh, you're Matt real. Riddle. Matt Riddle was standing right there, and I was like, "Hey, man, is okay." And so, one of the things that caught me off guard as a outsider looking into the pro wrestling industry, although, you know, I've followed it for 30 years. I'm still an outsider. I don't know all the terms and yada, yada, yada. I've never wrestled the match, things like that. But one of the things I always heard was you shake everyone's hand, right? Well, I was going to shake everyone's hand regardless because I wasn't necessarily a part of the event. So I didn't want to get kicked out for being a dickhead, right? But shaking everyone's hand. Yeah. A total thing, at least at in Evolve's locker room. So oh, yeah. Well, Hey, did you, did you get that? Like, uh, did you get the soft handshake at all ever? You, have you come across that well, phenomenon? Uh, I mean, nothing. So I will say this. Nothing was uh, eyebrow raising as far as like a softness in their handshake, but also no one was trying to like, you know, look me in the eye and squeeze the shit out of my well, hand. You know, so wasn't there's like- a thing that I noticed uh, in the NWL locker room. And I, and I guess I'd read some of this before is that like, um, especially amongst wrestlers, like if somebody's in a higher status, they're not supposed to give them a firm handshake, right? They're supposed to be like overhanded to the, you know what I mean? Like there's this oh. class structure. Well, yeah, no, right? no, yeah, nothing like that, at least not towards me. So, uh, I, you know, again, going back, I, I look away from the Uber. I turn around to view the, um, venue and Matt Riddle's right there, uh, sitting in a chair, Kind of just hanging out, listening to some music, uh, hanging out with his uh, pal, Kurt Stallion. Kurt Stallion, another good guy. And so we just I'm just going around introducing myself. I was wearing an old school Great Muda shirt, and that got me over instantly. Yeah. A lot of guys were like, where'd you get that shirt? And I was like, well, pro wrestling tees. But I was like, you know, he has a story. He's like, wow, really? I never even looked at it. Man, that's a deep dive. I was like, yeah, thanks, man. And so that got me like some goodwill, right? So I met Matt Riddle, AR Fox. Uh, Kurt Stallion, as I mentioned, but for the first day, let me tell you, you know, if you watch the evolved 10th anniversary show, uh, they kind of alluded to like, uh, Austin theory is going to be the next guy, right? They're already Mm -hmm. grooming him. WWE grooming him to be that next Seth Rollins, you know, John Cena esque type of guy and a hundred percent shoot. Uh, if I'm using a wrestling term here, uh, he has that he has so uh we're out there in the parking lot it was a nice beautiful day which by the way both detroit and chicago picture perfect weather for us couldn't have been any better not a cloud in the sky uh, 70s to low 80s just felt like what i call air conditioned weather where you can wear whatever you want and you feel you'll feel comfortable anyhow so we're out there in the parking lot matt riddle uh i'm sharing stories with him because i worked his last mma fight the last mma fight he had was for titan in kansas city and he was like, bro, and Anthony fought on that card. So we were sharing stories about that night and how you know Matt Riddle fought this Dutch kickboxer who was really strong. And so we're just kind of talking like that. And so it's Matt Riddle, A.R. Fox is hanging out, Leon Ruff, Kurt Stallion. Uh, we're kind of just, you know, having a good old time. And then another car comes up, an Uber, and out comes J.D. Drake and Austin Theory. And J.D. Drake came out, shook everyone's hand. Very nice guy. I have a man crush on him because, you know, if I was a wrestler, I'd probably be the blue collar badass JD Drake. Just think he's awesome. But 
Austin Theory, just everyone's head just turns and he just has this aura around him. I don't know how any else to any else or any other way to explain it. It's just he has it. So we're all hanging out. And you know, you know, like they describe uh, in a meeting, whoever sits at the head of the table, everyone's you know, eyes go to that person. And in a you know setting that had Matt Riddle and Gabe and, and all these guys, Kushida was even there. Everyone just was drawn to Austin Theory, myself included. You just listen to him, and he just capt- he's captivating. He was so nice, so cool. But yeah, he's gonna be it. So that was our Saturday night. Uh, Anthony has his match with Karam. He wins. It was a spectacular match. Really hard spot too because he opened the night right. So Shine does their show. Not too many people showed up. If I'm being honest. Uh, they do spectacular, really great stuff. A lot of the girls that were on Shine were a part of that battle royal for All Elite Wrestling, so it was really cool. Got to see friend of the show, Marty Bell. Marty Bell was in a tag team action yeah, up there, so that was really cool. Uh, and then we get ready for Evolve, right? And the first match of Evolve, sold-out show. It's standing room only. Out comes Anthony with no music, Karam with no music, and they won the crowd over. It was spectacular, really cool. Uh, Anthony got the win and got the Evolve contract, so we were pretty excited about that. Uh, match of the night, because I don't want to go through everything. Match of the night, J.D. Drake versus Kushida. Kushida got the win. Uh, man, both of those guys. J.D. Drake, he's like a modern-day Vader. He can just do any and every move, and Kushida's you know, time-splitting. Arsenal was uh, was really cool. Uh, Kushida got the win. That was a match of the night. So after that, Anthony said, Hey, uh, our friends hooked us up at this nice, um, club. Let's go celebrate. And I said, okay. So we go there. Guess who, uh, gives me a, a, a tip of the cap and, and cheers me, uh, on my drink when about 30 minutes into, uh, being at the club. Now think Detroit sports. That's the hint I'll give you, Tim. Who do you think gave me a tip of the cap and a, a cheers uh, when I was in Detroit at this exclusive club. Mm, I don't know much about Detroit sports, man. Matthew Stafford. Oh, really? The Detroit huh. Lions starting quarterback, that? for those who don't know. Yeah, super nice guy. He was surrounded by, his, I assume, offensive linemen who look like machines with legs and arms, just, you know, taking up two-thirds of the club, being really nice. Uh, but my, our friends uh, talked to him. Uh, he came by, he said, Hey, congratulations on getting married. Gave me a little cheers. Kind of, he didn't have a cap, but you know, kind of did a nod and, and then he went on his way. And so that was really cool. Uh, and then we just didn't sleep cause we raged, uh, and we caught our flight cause we didn't want to drive, uh, from Detroit to Chicago, got to Chicago, rested a little bit. Uh, and then Chicago now Chicago of the two shows, if I'm being serious, evolve, 134 was a little bit cooler. It was in the Logan Square Auditorium, had that cool indie vibe. You had everyone knowing the shoot names of the wrestlers. You know, everyone's wearing a black wrestling t shirt. I, because I wanted to stand out, wore my orange Taz shirt. Again, got a good pop from all the refs and uh, guys in the back uh, with that t shirt. So my t shirt game was pretty good. And let me say this, Tim, you know, in a room full of wrestling t shirts, if you can stand out, you pat yourself on the back and say whatever you want. Tweet the table on how dorky I sound right now. But my shirt game, pretty fucking good. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> Evolve 134 uh, was really great. Uh, my favorite match of the night was AR Fox and Leon Ruff defending the tag team championships against Kurt Stallion and Matt Riddle. Uh, AR Fox and Leon Ruff won that match. 
Uh, it was really, really cool. Uh, so I got to see so much of Evolve action. Uh, I was always familiar with the product, but never really, you know, did a deep dive, but I'm all in now, right? So Anthony has the contract. He's going next month up to New York to be a part of a tournament. Uh, I'm a huge fan of JD Drake. Like I said, Austin Theory is the guy to watch. You get guys like Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle shows up. By the way, I talked uh, in Detroit, I talked for about 15 minutes with Tommaso Ciampa about my neck injury because, you know, he suffered his uh, neck surgery. Uh, and we talked about kind of symptoms and he's like, man, that sounds pretty serious. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Cause I thought I was just being a puss. He's like, no, man, you should get that checked out. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, but I talked to him <laughs> about neck injuries and stuff. Sweet guy, really awesome guy. Uh, and of anyone that I could give like really the highest compliment to, it would be Tommaso Ciampa because he spent 10 to 15 minutes, I'd say with every match. So, you know, uh, she and Drake in Detroit came up to him asking some uh, asking for some advice. He spent ten to fifteen minutes, but that's Kashida, so of course. But even Anthony and Karam went up to him, and you know they were asking for things, and he was sitting down talking with them. So Tommaso Ciampa, spectacular guy. Uh, you know we already know how much of a fan we are of him, right? Like we know all the t- you know Johnny Gargano matches he's had and everything right. that he did on the independent circuit, but he was awesome. So. Yeah, it was awesome. Evolve 133, 134, uh, Detroit, Chicago. Then we uh, spent a couple more days in Chicago, got some deep dish pizza because, you know, went in Rome, uh, got some, uh, some brats, uh, because, you know, that's an Italian sausage thing that they're known for, uh, hung out, did some fun things in Chicago, uh, and then came back. And then I went to Journey Pro and saw a lot of the same guys because Journey Pro brings in some of the best talent to the Midwest. Uh, wrestling, uh, you know, Jeremy Wyatt's of the world. So it was awesome, man. That was my week. Couldn't be happier with my bachelor party. Uh, it happened. It is done. It was exactly what I wanted. Um, and my closing thought is make sure you pay attention to Austin Theory. And on the women's side, Shotsky Blackheart. That's my, my new crush. Remember my Pale Princess page. She's out. Old news. Kick her out to the curb. The new Pale Princess, Shotsky Blackheart. Love her. The Spanish announce table. Tom, uh, we've got a definitive Bailey heel turn this time. Pretty solid in that. I liked her uh, coming out the next uh, time we saw her and she'd be like, what guys like what's changed? Like, this is my friend. Like I'm trying to teach your kids how to be loyal. Right? Like I loved all of that. This it's going well so far for me. What do you think? So, one thing that I get tired of with crowds, and I understand it, but then it's also like grow up a little bit, is it's always fun to be in the crowd when a moment happens, right? Like, you know, Edge spearing uh, Jeff Hardy off the ladder, or, you know, Mick Foley getting thrown off Hell in the Cell, or the heel turn from Rock that joins the uh the corporation right like those are moments and it's great to be in the crowd and you kind of feel excited like oh my god i'm here i get to see it live however not every heel turn needs to be cheered you know what i'm saying and and so when bailey turned heel and everyone's chanting yes and stuff i was like well why are we chanting yes are we all of a sudden saying that like the becky character is stupid and stale and dumb I don't think so. I don't feel that way. I think there's a lot of meat on that bone to tell as far as the man. I just think 
we need to get to starting to tell those fucking stories instead of him or instead of her holding Seth Rollins hand up after he beats Baron Corbin. Right. So, uh, I like that the heel turn is now Bailey SmackDown champion and number one contender Sasha almost being like the ultimate, uh, you know, ego trip going back to the days of like, uh, stone cold triple H, you know, trying to get all the gold kind of thing. Um, and so I like that. That's a good, uh, freshening up of a stale Bailey character. Um, I don't necessarily think that you always have to turn heel to freshen up a character. It could just be a new wrinkle, right? Like you can just do something different that gets you a little bit more steam into a storyline. It just doesn't have to be a complete 180 every time. Uh, but yeah, it was fun, right? Bailey is a heel. It made me sad. Like there's no <laughs> true baby faces anymore, right? All the true baby faces are gone. Bailey's gone. Sami Zayn's gone. It's all these, you know, snarky assholes now. And that's great because it's 2019. But, you know, if Johnny Gargano gets to the main roster and he goes heel, which he kind of flirted with in NXT, but if he goes heel, like, what hope is there for anyone? Right? Like, that that made me sad. It didn't make me sad just because I was bored with the Bailey character and something right, but what I'm saying is you Right. You can, but you can freshen it up. You know, without always just going like, oh, I'm bad, but, you know, man, you know. Well, Cena was always a face. Show my fa- yeah, but Cena was fucking corny. Uh, but, like, you know, who am I going to show my fictitious kid to, but to grow was, up to be? Was Bailey not corny? <laughs> but Bailey was supposed to be corny. You know, John Cena was rapping and supposed to be cool, and then he went into jorts and, uh, you know, Fruity Pebble t-shirts. Bailey was the Fruity Pebbles from the jump. And so you kind of like, all right, this is fun. And now she's, you know, whatever. But the heel turn is good. I like it. Let's get back to on track. I was getting off track there with being sad that there's no true baby faces anymore. No, but I do um, like I do like uh, the Bailey heel, heel turn the way it's going. I like the Sasha friendship. And I like how Charlotte came out and was still kind of a heel. It was like, screw you. And they're like, no, screw you. <laughs> and just, you know, like asserted their dominance. So, I mean, I kind of like where it's going so far. You know, I, I'm in yeah, a wait and see mode. I am too. I'm in a positive and patient. Uh, I just, the one wrench in there that I'm like, ah, we don't need that is the Charlotte, right? Like I get that Bailey and Charlotte had a program on SmackDown. You can't just completely abandon it and then just say Bailey's a heel. And now we're trying to find new challengers. Like I get that. Right. But I don't know. Do we need a Charlotte face turn? Like, are we going to do face Charlotte and Becky versus heels? Uh, you know, Bailey and uh, Sasha. I hope not. I don't know that I think they are. I I think they wanted to show that like these two women are now, they're like, no, we're in charge, right? We're the ones on top. It ain't you, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah. And I hope that that's the case. I think this is going to be another good uh, shot in the arm for the character of Becky Lynch. I think she needs the uh, backup against the wall. Good point. yeah, no one needed, you know, no one wants me to be this champion. I can already tell that the powers that be want Sasha because she's got the blue hair. You know, she can cut all these kind of promos. So I think this is the good shot in the arm for Becky. As soon as it happened, I put Team Becky hashtag the man because I think this is where we're going to get the the second win for this character because uh, she, she has a lot to say, obviously, shooting if you wanted to, you know, fake shooting on Bailey and on Sasha. So I think we're going to get some really fun stuff from her. That's what I'm most excited about. The Spanish announce table. 
Okay, the who done it? I guess we figured out who done it. Um, it's Rowan, which I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, that part, I guess, a little bit lackluster. But it's interesting that Daniel Bryan's playing the card of like being flabbergasted and being angry, right? So I don't, I don't know where this goes. What do you think? Uh, I think Daniel Bryan did it. I think yeah. this is just a. I think this is a triple threat match that will turn into a two on one, and then we get the whole master plan. Uh, one one thing that I thought of with this storyline, because if you think about it, it's really a SmackDown specific storyline. And uh, you know, when 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 it was announced a few months back that uh, Paul Heyman would be taking over Raw and Eric Bischoff would be taking over SmackDown. We were really quick as the IWC to like see the elements of Paul Heyman in raw and be like, this is totally Paul Heyman. Right. And we were, you know, getting excited or, you know, sometimes it was getting a little too crazy. We're like those, those ECW things were guys. Well, that's right. Well, if you look at this, uh, Roman Reigns, who done it storyline, doesn't it to you, at least to me, just scream WCW. This just screams right, the sting uh, imposter. You know, obviously this is a little bit more simpler than an imposter sting and whose side is he on kind of thing. But this is a who done it WCW style. And it still has me intrigued, but it also has uh, me nostalgic for, you know, figuring out how, you know, Hulk Hogan's going to get away from the dungeon of doom or something like that. Or, or when Goldberg, uh, got you know handcuffed and couldn't compete in his rematch uh, against Kevin Nash for the title, and, and so there's just elements where I'm like, man, this is WCW. So as quick as we are to say like, oh, Paul Heyman and Raw, I think we're already seeing the the fingerprints of Eric Bischoff on SmackDown. I agree with that. I was just thinking that myself. I was like, hey, this does feel like this is Bischoff, um, and you know what? I mean, hey. Uh, I'm okay with it in as much as this is better than what they were putting out before. And, you know, Bischoff needs a little time to get into it, I guess, right? And there's still some staff and whatnot. I mean, you know, yeah, I do think it's Daniel Bryan. I feel like they didn't have the best ending planned out when they started this, right? And now they're just kind of led into what they think works best. You know, yeah. But I will say, though, like, you know, as we both kind of said, nonchalant kind of dismissive, yeah, it's Daniel Bryan. But, you know, I'm not going to put a huge amount of money if I have to bet, right? Because you still don't 100% know. And for the credit of this storyline, I still don't 100% know where we're going to end up. I think I know where we're going to end up because of history and, you know, storytelling, uh, paint by the numbers kind of, uh, you know, progression. But I don't know. Maybe it was rolling the entire time. And, you know, Daniel Bryan. It turns into like a last man standing match between Rowan and Daniel Bryan. We get the Daniel Bryan face turn and now he becomes everyone's favorite vegan or something, you know? Uh, so I don't know where we're going to go, but I feel like I know where we're going to go. And that at least I will say, as you mentioned, is a positive in the right direction where it's not like, oh, okay, so Roman gets a Superman punch at the end of SmackDown and uh, that's the end of this episode, you know? Well, yeah, I think if you just use deductive reasoning here, right? If you go... Okay, Rowan did it. It's Rowan all along, and Daniel Bryan's blindsided, and he hates liars. So now, you know, now he's legit mad and has a reason to be. So now he feels some sympathy, and now we're going to make Rowan the big heel to go up against Roman? That just doesn't compute, right? I don't, I think anybody who's even a kid is like, 
ah, that guy's not the guy, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I just I think you're right. I think you just you're left with like, well, this can't be anything but Daniel Bryan unless there's just somebody all together. Not, well, you know what bothered me the most is they see that grainy video from far away, and he's like, what? Oh, my God, that was you. You lied to me. Oh, you son of a bitch. Right? And he's going crazy. I'm like, well, wait, from this vantage point on that video, it could have been that other guy you unveiled right. the week before. Like, yeah, okay, great, Roman. Yeah, that's the other guy we showed you. What are you fucking talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, so to me, there, there was just a hole in it there, and I was like, ah, it kind of yeah. lost me at that point. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, what if it what if they go really outside the box and it was Luke Harper and they put back Roman Harper or it was just that it was Harper was the portraying him, right? And then they're just going to go off and have a feud, right? And then Daniel Bryan's yeah. up there going like well, I don't know. <laughs> but see, then right. it would be weird too. I'm like, I don't know. But it'd be different and I'll give him that, you know, who knows. Um, yeah, I, I I also think kind of the person getting lost in all of this, though, is Roman Reigns. You know, this is the whodunit to Roman Reigns, but no one, at least in what I've been, you know, seeing on Twitter or how I feel, no one's really caring about what Roman Reigns is doing, well, right? Yeah, we, so he we spears. Know done it, but we don't really care why they done it or who they done it to. We just want to know who, just because we're like, who? We're interested, right? Yeah, it's not like yeah. who did this. It's like who did this. <laughs> And, 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 you know, uh, what was it, two weeks ago when he spears Daniel Bryan as Daniel Bryan just enters into the ring, no one was like, yeah, you got him. It was just like, oh, okay, that's, that's how we're getting to the next week. You know, it, was, it wasn't any, like, vindication or we didn't cheer really loud because Roman finally got his revenge. It was just like, oh, okay. So that's not the best, right? When the person at the, the center of all of this, uh, you know, uh, weird antics uh, is not really being cared about. That's not the best thing. The Spanish announce table. Tom, I'm out of toilet paper. And okay, I know a great place I can buy toilet paper. They'll ship it right to your house. It's called Amazon.com. Is that a startup? Nah, you know, they've been around for a little bit. I think they're gaining a good share of the market. And that's why we want to support them now. Gotcha. Um, don't listen to any past things we've said about them. They're great. But what we would like you to do, though, is because they offer this program, is don't go directly to Amazon.com. And I'm speaking to you, the listeners here. Uh, you go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net, right? We're the only oh, people they do this yeah. for. We're the only people they do this mm-hmm. for. You go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. We've got an Amazon link at the top of the page. You click on that. It will take you to Amazon.com. And you will pay the same price as you would if you went there directly. The thing is... Jeff Bezos will give us some of that cashola, right? That money, 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 right? Those greenbacks and DiBiase backed dollars, right? And we need that so we can keep the show free for you. You've had some experience with this, yes? Yeah. You know, I would definitely encourage all people listening uh, to support that uh, young startup company, Amazon. And while you do it, uh, support this juggernaut of a podcast as we grow bigger and better and better each and every week. Uh, so let us, the Spanish announce table army, give a little rub to the small guy, Amazon, and go there by first going to our website, clicking on their link. So now you're exposed to this young startup company. And then, like Tim said, buy some toilet paper, maybe buy, maybe buy some tennis shoes. Hey, even get a T-shirt. And if you're not into all that stuff, you know, maybe you can just get a personal item for you yourself. But before you go to that young startup company, 
visit this juggernaut of a website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. You go to the biggest, baddest podcast recorded on a Wednesday night website, and you click on that link, and then that is what you do to get us some kickback so that we can show that little startup that we have a voice. The Spanish Announce Table. All right, Tom, our influence has finally reached the top of the wrestling community, and I mean WWE, because WWE is trying to be like us, and they're getting into the podcast game. Uh, they've started a pot, or they're going to start a podcast network. I'm just going to read their, you know, part of their press release here, right? Endeavor Audio, Endeavor's audio first entertainment studio, and WWE, a global media and entertainment company, announced plans to launch a new WWE podcast network with several superstar focused series. The move into the audio space marks a first for WWE and is Endeavor's latest foray into exploring new podcast formats. Quote, Storytelling is at WWE's core, and we are eager to add the audio genre to our portfolio, said, I don't even know this person's name, uh, Executive Vice President of WWE Advanced Media. Uh, Quote, again, partnering with Endeavor Audio, an expert in podcasting will enable us to provide our fans with unique content and reach new audiences across the platform, end quote. So uh, what's happening here is they saw that um, some wrestlers were getting money off of the podcast and they decided, well, shit, we're going to do that, right? And we're going to own it. And we are going to, you know what I mean? Brand it under us. So we get that money, right? So, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I feel like it was the next logical step, right? So they already have, you know, the, the app, the streaming service, obviously the live events. What's the next thing? Well, people love podcasts. And like you said, wrestlers were starting to make their own money. Well, let's put that in house. Let's have them still do it, but then instead of they make their money, we make that money, and then we give them whatever we want. Uh, that's what I think happens here, right? I think the outlier of you know make it on your own WWE star is the uh, Xavier Woods up up I'm down YouTube channel, right? I think. You know, they saw that, and then all of a sudden you started seeing uh, Heath Slater doing game nights on WWE's YouTube channel, you know? And so uh, I think that follow, falls in line with what we're talking about now. I could easily see, you know, road stories with Big Show or, you know, uh, cooking with JoJo, you know, some type of cooking podcast. I don't know. I just think they're going to be little niche uh, subjects from wrestlers, but. Ultimately, WWE is making that money. Yeah, I think that's exactly where this goes. And, you know, I think they're going to focus it around the, the the wrestlers. I hope they're smart enough to do, you know, have people in that Conrad Thompson role, if I can, you know, name that. The Conrad, like, the, instead of the gorilla position, we're going to call it the Conrad position now. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Where, and for... It, you know, to his credit, he's very good in that role. He knows what he's doing there to, to elicit the story and keep it going and keep them in check. Right. And, and he's got, he's outside of wrestling enough to be a fan and, and kind of ask those questions, but yet, uh, has money and, and his, you know what I mean? Probably on a higher status than some of these guys. And he's used to just kind of also not being awestruck by them, if you will. Um, so mm -hmm. he is good at what he does, but you know, obviously he's not gonna do all of these or maybe even any of them. Um, but I, I think a lot of these folks are going to need that, right? Hell, I mean, we could probably use that at times. So, um, <laughs> we're available. WWE, if you're listening. 
Definitely um, available. Definitely available. Hey, hire T Mac can take on many roles. You know what I'm saying? Like many, you can hire mm-hmm. T Mac for me. He might take out the trash if you pay him enough. So, Come on. Um, uh, yeah, I mean the podcast network. I'm looking forward to it, but you know how that can get, man. They'll have their rules. They'll have their can't say this, can't talk about that. And so, ha, will these be some of the best podcasts you're listening to? Maybe not, but you know, guests and maybe certain topics. You know, yeah, maybe you'll get into some of them. <laughs> The Spanish announce table. The King of the Ring is back. It's in full swing, and I like it so far. Let's run down some of the things we got. We got Elias over Ali. We got Gable over Andrade. We got Corbin over, um, who did he beat up? Um, Oh, that guy. Uh, Cedric Alexander. Oh, yeah, Alexander. And then Joe and Ricochet. Uh, went to what? No contest or something? Or yeah, it was like a double pin or something. And then um, now they're both going to move on, and we're going to triple threat. Uh, which is, uh, I mean, that's got to be for Ricochet, right? I mean, that's to so he can go over two two heels, right? I don't know. What do you think so far? Oh, I really like no. the King of the Ring so far. Yeah, I really enjoy the King of the Ring because it makes an uh, Elias versus Ali match have some stakes, right? Because they yes. put on a good match, but typically you see that match and you just go like. Who fucking cares? Like, it doesn't matter next week, but now we have a tournament style. We actually care who wins because that person advances to the next week. There's something there. So I like that. I love the King of the Ring. You know, we talked about putting the King of the Ring back for for months before they actually did it. So, you know, credits us for putting it out there and then it happens. Kidding. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but no, this is and look. Uh, on top of all of that, my guy Chad Gable's getting some shine, right? Beat Andrade, uh, doing these uh, self-made promos that are getting some traction on Twitter, uh, getting some backstage promos. Uh, the one thing that's a little sad is he's actually regressing as a character. So he used to have the the towel that said "Ready, Willing, and Gable." He had the singlet that was like 1990 Steiner, mm. the long hair with the. Uh, the headband was like, oh, that's a fucking ready-made gimmick, and now he's just shorts and short haircut and, and just hey, and it's like, what the fuck happened to the character I used to love? Like, I want him to go back to the American Alpha Chad Gable and have that guy as your singles guy, not this generic Target store pro wrestler that you could buy off the shelf. Um, but hey, he's getting his he's getting his shine. As anyone who's listened to this podcast long, long enough knows, I am Team Gable all the way. Got an action figure. Got actually Chad Gable in my room right now. Um, I gave and it's going to be right. And it's going to be so sad when he loses in the finals to Baron Corbin. Like, but until then, <laughs> I am all for it. That's what's going to happen. It's, it's King, King Corbin. Corbin. It is King yeah. Corbin. I hope it is too. I, I'm feeling it. I like, I think he, he just emits that uh, conceit. That fits well with the King of the Ring gimmick. Oh, of course. Yeah, because what I think will happen is uh, you have the triple threat. You're going to have Ricochet hit his uh, 690 splash or whatever the fuck he calls it on Joe. And then as soon as he does, Baron Corbin's going to grab him, throw him out of the ring. Joe just got hit with a finisher, so he can't kick out a three. One, two, three, sneak win. Ha-ha. And then I think Chad Gable's going to beat... Um, uh, Elias because Kevin Owens will screw over Elias uh, because, you know, he got screwed over in the first round because uh, we haven't seen Kevin Owens recently. So Kevin Owens pops up, screws Elias. Chad Gable goes to the final. It's going to be Corbin uh, Gable. And then I think we're going to get the big man squash the little man. Let's feel some sympathy for Chad Gable. And then I hope he goes to 205 Live, beats Drew Gulak, becomes 205 Live champion. But that's 
you know, farther down the line. But I think that's what we're going to get in the final is the big man uh, is too uh, tall and powerful and strong for the little guy, Chad Gable. And we're going to get an end of days. One, two, three, your new King of the ring, uh, King Corbin. And then he can run with King Corbin because constable Corbin was fucking stupid. So let's try it with King now. Yeah. Uh, I do think out of who's left, he fits the best for the King gimmick. Unless like you were saying, the King ricochet thing, you know, Good fit, but um, well, King Ali was the coolest thing, but yeah, that's already gone. Right, yeah, and I mean, King Elias would just be forced. King Joe wouldn't go well. Uh, King Andrade, I mean, sure they could play that up to some extent, but it just like again, he is not that charismatic. And then um, Gable, I think Gable could do it well in a comedy setting, right? King yeah, Gable, the, right? Yeah, the the crown doesn't fit his head. Uh, right. He's always walking on his uh, robe because it's yeah. oversized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the scepter and stuff. He's dropping it. Um, yeah, you know, but it's going to be King Corbin. So uh, let's go with that. Yeah, I like King of the Ring that it's back. And exactly like you said, it gives these matches something for us to care about, right? We, we are invested in the outcome when we otherwise would not be. So kudos to them for bringing that back. And hopefully they'll find other ways to kind of do things like this throughout the year. The Spanish announce table. Okay. Randy Orton uh, is doing really well right now. And I know our loyal listener, Theo, uh, at Theo75 on Twitter there. Is it 75, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't fact check. Uh, he's going to hate us for this, but uh, I think he's doing a good job. I think he's doing real well right now. And I like just I like his promos. I like his presentation of it all. I like how he's just, it's kind of the, what are you going to do about it, right? And now he's got the revival mm-hmm. in tow. Maybe he's reviving legacy, if you will. Um, it feels that, that way, yeah. Yeah, because they definitely posed together, right? So mm-hmm. that's a sign, right? So, uh, yeah, man, uh, what are your thoughts on this whole storyline? I think it's a story as old as time, right? White guys beating up black guys. Uh, that's what you know. wrestling kind of has always been about. Uh, white guys are the bad guys. Black guys are the sympathy, you know, trying to overcome the the mean old races, good old boys, which that's what it feels like to me. And that's what, you know, the legacy thing, it kind of feels like, uh, a little bit of the free birds almost going up against the Von Ericks. Now I know that's a little different, but you get what I'm saying that like, uh, I don't know that for lack of a better term, maybe I'm going out, the old out, school out, versus out. the new school kind of thing. Well, even more so, it almost feels like Trump voters beating up on, you know, uh, rationally, you know, sane people. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's what, I, maybe that, that's the vibe I'm getting, but, uh, <laughs> it feels that way. Um, well, yeah. Cause those are two, I, uh, like there's rational sane people and then there's Trump. Trump people. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what I mean? I'm not saying like you're I do bad know if you're what Re- you mean. Absolutely. Well, but what I'm saying is like, I'm not saying you're bad if you're Republican. I'm saying you're bad if you fucking think that guy. Anyhow, that's politics. Uh, we'll go aside from that. <laughs> that's um, morals, but yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, same, yeah same rule applies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, the only, the only caveat or the only detail that I wish they'd kind of get away from is the whole stupid thing. I think they've ran that into the ground a little bit too much. So on Tuesday, after the revival and Randy Orton beat up Kofi, Randy's still getting in his face saying stupid. It's like, can we just, okay. Like we got it, right? It's stupid. It happened 10 years ago. We're back at it. That's kind of cool, but we've done it now for two months. So let's do something else. Uh, but yeah, the revival helping him out, posing together. That's a cool faction. I think they could 
fuck some shit up, right? Former world champion, former tag team champions, uh, all considered really good wrestlers, all considered uh, really good characters. Uh, I like that faction, and I like that. So do I. I like it a lot. And I and I like that how they're picking apart New Day, right? So they've got rid of Xavier Woods, and they got rid of Biggie, and now they're leaving Kofi by himself. So it's not like they're always just beating up the New Day. They actually have a strategy, which makes you kind of hate them more, but then respect them a little bit and know how dangerous they are. So uh, they're built into what they're becoming, if they're becoming what we think they are. Uh, I, I've been really enjoying uh every week seeing what they do next. I really like, um, I really like, I really like this legacy rebrand, you know, I don't know what to call it yet uh, with the revival for Randy Orton, because it it just plays into what the Randy Orton thing is, right? He's going to come up, be a blowhard, right? And he's hard to stop, but what little bit that you could muster up against. Well, now you got these two other schmucks, who you're like, ah, oh, these guys really like, it's almost like a little bit more believable J and J security, if you will, mm-hmm. right. For mm-hmm. the big yeah. guy who really probably doesn't need it, but it's just mm-hmm. a little extra security. Right. And then they get the rub if you will. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really like where it's going and it it's a top heel group for the new day and Kofi to kind of butt heads against, right? It gives us opposition, if you will. So I am, I do like where it's going. And again, uh, we're in a bit of a wait and see. I do think the stupid thing's overdone. And Randy Orton still has a little bit of reading his lines, right? You can kind of see him thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But his pacing kind of makes it feel like it's not there as much, you know? Like it just feels like that's how he talks also. Right, like even if he talked to you, he'd be slowing down to think about what he's having to say. Right. All right, so hey, we'll leave it at that. Hey, we'll move on. The Spanish announce table. Tom, I want to take a second and talk about uh, the Spanish announce merch table. If you were unaware, those of you listening, we have a merch table just like you'd see at every other pro wrestling event, but this one's digital. It's a digital merch table because it's 2019 because we're cool like that. Tom, uh, you care to share them uh, some details about the merch table? Yeah, the merch table has almost any and every desire you could have, uh, right? So we have t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, flask, mouses, not the animals, but the kind that you use uh, in conjunction with a computer. Uh, You have coffee mugs. Uh, I think we're getting hats here soon. I mean, anything that you would want that has Spanish announce table... Uh, we will have it for you. Uh, it really helps us out, and it's really cool just being completely transparent. Uh, it's really cool to see online, you know, some of our loyal listeners posting pictures with them wearing the T-shirts. Uh, I've seen those in the past, and I want to see them in the future. Uh, so if you do go to the merch table, get a T-shirt, get a mug, get whatever you want, and then let us know. Let us see it in uh Help support the podcast. Yeah, do that. You go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. At the top of the page, there's a link that says Merch Table, and Tom's right. Anything you want with the Spanish Announce Table logo, uh, if it's not on there, let us know by sending us an email to tableshow at gmail.com, and we will find a way to get it on there. And if you want a live mouse, uh, hit me up, man. Maybe we can work something out. The Spanish Announce Table. Okay, uh, Super Seth Rollins is uh, teaming with Super Braun Strowman and... Uh, the OC's involved, and then they're going to face each other, which is an interesting little angle, right? I don't feel like I, I remember anything like that uh, in recent memory. Do you? No, not. I mean, I can definitely remember the double champion having two matches in one night, but yeah, not a 
tag champs defend their titles and they fight each other. That's kind of cool. I do like that wrinkle. Uh, you know, I'm positive and patient about this storyline. It's easy to hate on it because it's been done since, you know, the dawn of time. Uh, but like you said, this new little wrinkle of they fight the OC, then they fight each other. That's kind of cool, right? We're not doing this whole uh, begrudgingly holding our hands up after we, you know, defend our titles. We're just acknowledging like, no, now we're going to fucking punch each other in the face. Uh, so I like that. Um, everything's been okay. What do you think? Yeah, I, I do feel that, right? I feel like everything's okay. And yeah, so I don't want to hate on it, right? Because it, it, it feels bad to hate on something because it's okay. <laughs> so, um, right. It's not bad. It's just okay. And that's okay. <laughs> I think we have to forget, or we have to keep remembering that the headline, big storyline often might not be for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is for the mainstream fan. It is for the kids. Right. Cause that's the point. Uh, so, um, if for what they're doing, not bad. Right. So yeah. And it's, you know, it's Braun and it's Seth. Who's going to beat them. Right. Like, it's easy for those, those folks to see that, right? They're like, yeah, look at those guys, right? So, yeah, I guess I'll give it a good job, guys. <laughs> it's kind of where I'm at. Exactly. Else for it. Yeah. No, I got a good job, guys. The one thing I will say that's a little silly is uh, that little drive-by move that Braun Strowman does on the outside, and he accidentally did it to Seth Rollins. Like, come on. You're accidentally lowering your shoulder into anything you see as you run around the ring? Come on. Not really. Let's get over that. But yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I like both guys. Both guys are doing well in a storyline that we've seen a million times. I don't know if that's necessarily their fault, so I won't boo them. I'll boo the bad guys, as you're supposed to. Um, And I'll say, all right, I don't hate it. The Spanish announce table. Tim, my favorite thing to talk about is myself. But another favorite thing of mine is to know what you were up to uh, as we had that little hiatus from the Spanish announce table. So, Tim, what did you do in our time off? Oh, man, I've done a little bit of this, a little bit of that, man. You know what I did do is meet a friend of the show, former contributor, uh, GBL. Uh, I may or may not have seen all three faces of GBL, right? I I definitely (laughs) saw PGBL. I saw GBL. I think I saw some flashes of unpgbl, right? Yeah, uh, good. Yeah. How is that guy doing? Uh, he's doing what, great. And then I met his what wife. What brought him to she, Kansas City? Oh well, so they're doing a a United States drive-through tour, as it were. You know, so he had said they'd come to WrestleMania a couple times. So they're from New Zealand, New Zealand, mm. uh, and, Australia. Right? No, they are from New Zealand, and. <laughs> uh, uh, they had done WrestleMania a couple times, and this year he was like, you know what, man, uh, you know, we've done Mania, Mania's Mania, but we've never really then thus seen the United States. So he's like, let's go do a United States drive-through. And then with the other show that we all used to do, the, you know, that's kind of, if it's still going, I don't know about it. Um, uh, we we just known so many people around the world uh, that contributed to this thing that he just basically sent out this mass uh, Facebook message was like, I'm coming to the States these dates, these dates, these dates. I'll be in this city, this city, this city, these dates. Anybody wants to hang out? Let me know. Right. So he's been driving around, meeting folks, eating, talking, going, seeing things. I know they went and saw the, uh, Liberty Memorial here. Um, uh, just a bunch of other sites around town, you know, uh, while they were here, cause they were here for a night and a day basically. And then left town onto, um, I think they went through St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken. And then they were going to go down to Florida and run into Dan the Cannon down there. But, um, you know, uh, 
Hurricane plans forced them back up north to New York, which is where I think they're at now, a little ahead of schedule. So met them, uh, went to the opening K-State football game, right? Brand new head coach. Uh, we did that on a bit of a whim, right? We were we're about we live about two hours away from the stadium and about two and a half hours. <laughs> My wife was like, you know, we could go to the game. <laughs> I was like, whew, we got to do that like right now. And she was like, yeah, I'm aware. And so, you know, we we did that just kind of on a quick like, hey, let's fucking bounce, right? So we got some tickets online, gathered stuff up, went down there and did that, and that was fun, right? They won the game, uh, spanked the other team. Of course, they played Nichols, right? I'm not going to say they not like they were taking on Alabama here, right? Wait, uh, who they play? Nichols. Like mm-hmm. like the like the coin? They it's just like played a, a bunch of nickels? No, it's in ICH. It's like a, you know, Division Two, whatever, you know. Like a, you know what I mean, a nobody team. Man, come uh, on. What the hell? Those oh, are the oh, stupidest Every team games. doesn't do that. You know, <laughs> every college football team does that. I know. It's dumb. Yeah, well, it ah. is dumb. It is dumb. Well, that's because they have like 500 teams and, and each team just gets to pick a 12-game season that they so feel like. Uh, college football is broken. Um, there was that. I uh, did the Comedy Club at Kansas City, of course. And then we did... Uh, on um, Labor Day, we took the family down to Power Play. You ever been to one of these in town, right? So think, um, what's a good thing to describe no. to people around town? It's like uh, one of those indoor carnivals, right, where you got the skee-ball, the video game, kind of like a Dave and Buster's oh, okay. on steroids, right? You okay. know what I mean? Like a yeah, yeah. family uh-huh. fun center, right? You've got the laser gotcha. tags. You've got the, you uh-huh. know, the all that jazz, right? We did that for yeah, probably, yeah. I don't want to say five to six hours, right? With kids, let them, Jeez. um, but you know what I mean? Just, uh, you know, put a hundred bucks on a card and there you guys go, right? Like, <laughs> go do whatever, go play whatever, just run wild. And then they all get their tickets and they go buy candy with it. Right. And it's, you know, sugar and screen time, right? There Family it is. <laughs> America. There you right? go. GBL. There's uh-huh. the American experience right there. Right. Video games and candy. And, and yeah. cheap, uh, cheap uh, buffet, right? Um, cheap buffets, Call of Duty, and uh, over-caffeinated drinks. Pop-a-shot. That's what the, yeah, uh, pop a shot. There you go. Right? Um, and yeah, you know, for whatever it is, man, my wife has an uncanny knack for winning whatever, right? If we're gonna sit down and play a card game, uh, even when friends come over, right, she's winning that, right? If we go to these things, for the most part, if we're gonna play some skee ball, she's gonna win that, right? If we're gonna play some. Uh, you know, a guitar hero, she's just going to win that, right? Like, she just, for whatever reason, wins, right? That's why she married me, right? She wins. So, did I say that out loud? Anyway, uh, that was basically the weekend, right? We did a whole bunch of, uh, you know, we, we've been gone two weeks, huh? So that all kind of happened over that whole course while you've been gone. I've been holding down the fort here on the Spanish announce table, man. Um, you know, just living life. I like it. Good for you. I, I feel informed and happy that you had a good time while we were on a hiatus. The Spanish announce table. Okay, Tom, we've watched Monday Night Raw for a long time in our lives, right? I mean, what are we talking? 20 plus years here now? Or like, what are we? Long time. For as right? long as it's been on, we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longest running, let's, WWE issued an announcement. The longest running episodic program in television history is award nominated. Yes, Monday Night Raw will stand alongside the most popular shows on television as one of the nominees for, quote, TV show of 2019 at this year's People's Choice Awards. The WWE Universe can support by voting on the PCA's website. Uh, let's see. There was um, a list that I had seen earlier of shows that they're up against. Let me try to find that. What are your thoughts on the WWE uh, being nominated for TV show of 2019 for the People's Choice Awards? Well, of all the years to pick, this is not the year to do it. Uh, I mean, you could have picked 98, 97, 96 even, uh, 99, 2000. 
2001, 2002, then we're starting to dip down. Uh, but 2019, no. Mm, Uh, I don't even think it's the pro wrestling show of the year. Uh, in their own brand, right? right. I think SmackDown's a better show. I think NXT's a better show. Um, so, I mean, that being said, it's cool. I, you, you know, the older you get, the more you realize all this stuff is paid for, right? So some PR person is like, hey, here's, we're trying to angle to get some awards, get us into this category. And then, you know, maybe some real decisions are being made, but, uh, okay. Yeah. So cool. here's the list. They are up against Game of Thrones, Grey's That's Anatomy, I mean. nope. Riverdale, Stranger no, Things. No, the Big Bang Theory, The Walking Dead. Ooh. Nope. And this is us. Um, there's a lot. Of, I know this is us. I mean, Stranger Things is a big name. The Walking Dead's nah. a big name. The Big Bang nah, Theory is a big done. name. Well, uh, the Big Bang. I thought they might give it to them because now they're done. Right. Well, so that, is the Walking Dead. Almost, it? I don't know. No one watches that anymore. Um, <laughs> well, if they're no done. One does. <laughs> well, no, I mean like the buzz about it. Like you know. Game of Thrones still is something, although that last season everyone hated. Yeah, well, I've never Stranger seen Things any of it. Has a lot of, of thing behind it. it. There hasn't been around very long. You know what I mean? Like three. Right, seasons. but I think Big Bang might actually win that because of the legacy. Right, they're going to say, "Man, you're because that's the longest running sitcom of all time. It ran twelve seasons. Uh, they actually had one of the lots named after the show. So instead of it being like Lot G, it's known as the Big Bang Lot." Uh, that's how influential they were to the studio. So I could see that being like a, almost like a lifetime achievement uh, award, but in a category. So I would give it to Big Bang or Game of Thrones. Well, but what you're missing here is it's the people's Stranger choice things. and people voting on it. You know what I mean? Now, is this oh, like Cyber Tuesday? Tim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tim, I think people are voting. People yeah, well, aren't people even are voting, voting on healthcare. Yeah, really? You think people are voting on TV shows? Oh, no, well, no. People um, are tweeting their votes. That's happening. Now, whether or not anybody gives a shit about them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's going to be Game of Thrones. This, I'll, I'll do a power ranking. It'll be number one, Game of Thrones. Number two, uh, Big Bang. Number three, Stranger Things. Number four, Walking Dead. Number five, uh, Monday Night Raw, and then number six, Grey's Anatomy. No one really gives a shit about that show anymore. So that's what I'm doing right there. Heard it here first. The Spanish announce table. All right, so that was the week of wrestling, man. The last two weeks, kind of, somewhat, somehow, of our lives. And what you got any final words of wisdom for the uh, Spanish announce table, the throngs of fans that are out there, the millions and millions of Spanish announce table fans? I tell you what, what a week of wrestling. We had a Bailey heel turn to one of the greatest matches I think I've ever seen to a boy and his dinosaur in all elite wrestling. Uh, and I am thankful that I got to see all of it. I am on such a pro wrestling high right now from all the amazing fun things that the week of wrestling gave me. And I am just uh, looking forward to and being positive and patient as we roll into uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, SmackDown Live, Clash of Champions, NXT on USA, All Elite Wrestling on TNT, and all the fun things that ends out the year of 2019. And with that, we will leave you uh, 
with with just that, this has been the 275th episode of the Spanish Announce Table. So I guess we'll come back next week for 276 uh, right here on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. The Spanish Announce Table.